Everybody! Mike! Go! Do your, do your thingy! Go for it! Oh, I have you muted! Oh my god, it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm so stupid. Alright. We're live, buddy! I know. Alright. All right. Psycho, Psycho Sid and JR over here. Here we go! Hi, everybody! And welcome to an all-out pipping! Woo. Big Dog Advocating, Iron Manning, uh, episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from Brock Lesnar being a, the hottest free agent in sports entertainment, kind of, but not really. Uh, touch on some of the icons succumbing to COVID, God damn it. And most importantly, because those guys are okay, uh, we're going to get you pumped and primed for another All Elite pay-per-view this weekend. And just like the boys' clubhouse in elementary school, it's going to be mostly no girls allowed. And we're going to talk about that and get all whiny and preachy and stuff for at least a few minutes. Matt, as you know, it wouldn't be a week of pro wrestling if it wasn't hot and spicy. This is uh, tequila colored, but it's actually peanut butter whiskey. Ooh. Matt, how are things over at the Casa de Eddie's Dead? They're doing that. It's still going great. That sound confident? <laughs> uh, it's it's going great because Mike, I just got off uh, an interview for uh, if anybody's interested. Again, it's the Detroit Red Wings podcast. This guy's got ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. Uh, he is the uh, top top representative. Uh, for European hockey coverage. Uh, the guy's just Ooh. an absolute genius, and it was a blast talking to him. Uh, so I had a pretty busy podcast day. And as everybody can see, uh, we've got brand new graphics on, um, on uh, you know, Facebook and YouTube and Twitter. I'm pretty stoked about. I, I'm also, once I turn it back over to you... I'm going to be working on my audio again because Matt hears himself echoing and it's it's zero fun to listen to. Is it I, driving you insane? I hate my voice so much. It's disgusting. Like, think about... Oh, Stephanie, how are you doing? Good to have you back. Um, everybody, you can see... Uh, oh, let me... You can see the chat right there. Let me turn my finger. It's right there. Uh, if you guys throw in any questions, we're going to see them. Uh, Mike, can you see it? I got it. Yeah, I found it's right out. It's by Finn Balor's sculpted nipple. Go ahead. <laughs> it's, yeah, if you guys see. If you get lost, it's not the, the Big Dipper. The it's, the, uh, it's the Finn Balor nipple, the Prince of Nipples, right oh, there. Amy That's what you're looking for. I have a all right, Amy, here's the thing. When you say I have a happy voice, that sounds like it's, that's like when somebody's like, oh, is he hot? And Well, he's nice. Like, he's happy all the time. I, so, <laughs> it's, I appreciate it. I, mean, I, I just, it sounds like we're avoiding that Matt has a whiny, icky voice. All right. Everybody, any questions? You well, Matt, she she really tried to put some frosting on it, and you just wiped it right off. So there we go. What do you want, voice, whiny voice, Matt? What do you got to tell us? 
Well, you can see in the uh, upper left corner of the video here, we are at BOD Podcast on Twitter. We're at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. Uh, you know what, everybody? Let, let's just um, look at that beautiful logo I made right in the middle. I, I like it quite a bit. Uh, you've got Asuka, The Fiend, Biggie, Jericho, MJF, Orange Cast. That thing is a mwah, It's a beauty. Um, Amy, we do it for you. Uh, you're here all the time, so anything I do, all this stuff is just to make it more enjoyable. Everything I do, <laughs> do it for Amy. Um, all right, YouTube channel, Brothers of Discussion. I just started updating the channel, so it's a little bit easier to decipher. Mike? You and I apparently are behind the ball here. We need to set up a oh. YouTube channel trailer that I think oh. would be better if it featured both of us since we're the brothers of discussion. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we'll have that done in the next week. But um, everybody who's ever watching right now, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty at the start, so uh, we do apologize for going on a little late. So we're going to jump right into some wrestling talk now that we got all that business out of the way um yep. was it oh so it sounded like you're gonna ask me about uh getting a house but it sounds like you're busy talking about wrestling that's <laughs> okay all right here we go fuck me right so uh there's a, a bunch of wrestling news oh, that Matt wants to get to wait wait yeah mike i just remembered um how's the house we've been talking about it for weeks Oh, kind How's of you to ask. Going? Oh, kind of you to ask. Yeah. Well, Matt, it's going really well. Uh, the <laughs> we went back and forth because when we first toured the house, uh, we liked the house, and one of the things we wanted to include was the washer dryer because, wow, they were attitude era diva sexy washer and dryers. <laughs> Uh, they have that really cool thing. I've never seen them because most of mine, I'm just happy when they're not filled with bed bugs. Uh, it actually had glass exteriors. You can watch your laundry go round and round and round. Um, and we were like, yeah, you guys could throw those in because we got a lot of repairs to do on this house. And they're like, no. So we were like, oh, okay. Isn't that fun? So we get all the way through the, the process of winning the bid and underwriting the loan and get to closing and we're at the title agency and they put us in back-to-back -back rooms and it's just about over and then our realtor was just kind of texting or something she's and the other one walked into our room and she's like do you guys want to come say hi to the sellers and my lady and i kind of looked at each other like yep. sure we'll go say hi and oh. we go over there and they're sitting there and they're like hey <laughs> um so we decided we're going to give you guys the washer and dryer like what like that's how they open the conversation and before you think they're really altruistic i guess they're going somewhere where they need a, a gas line and these are electric only so ah eh, you know was it a nice gesture yeah was it the nicest no i was gonna point that out but i wanted the washer and dryer um so <laughs> uh we're gonna get them we're gonna get uh uh i guess who would the attitude era diva be uh the equivalent i guess sunny and Sable, that's what I'm naming our washer and dryer. Oh, cool. uh, Sonny and Sable are going to be washing my clothes every day, and <laughs> I can't be more excited. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're we gave them some free occupancy for a month to get their affairs in order, and 
Sounds like they're only going to need two weeks because the other house they're moving into is ready to roll. So everything's uh, WWE in your house. It's going to be in my house pretty soon. Mike, I'm, I'm telling you right now, you have no idea how lucky you are. And I'm glad that you're not going to have to experience the unlucky side of that. Uh, because, man, it can really... We waited forever. We didn't get the things we wanted. Um, yes, I am tweeting right now as I'm talking. So if anybody looks like, uh, hey, is Matt distracted a little bit? Um, yeah. Well, but I'm sharing the show. So it's all it all shakes out. Snip, snip, snip. All right. Uh, but... That's me making a shake and bake chicken. If you don't have the the visual, that's I'm I'm doing a gesture. It makes for, looks like shake and bake chicken. For the listeners, Mike, it looks like he was jerking off a Ziploc bag uh, to make sure his chicken was spicy and delicious. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, the house is going great. I'll be hosting some wrestling parties, and you know, someday, I'm by God, maybe we'll have we'll have Amy over. I'm hoping you're gonna be ready for uh, for payback. Er, I've been ready, man. It's all, it's Mike. over in the can. We got it in the tape. It's on the I network it, right now. I wrote it like 12 times in the notes. I hope that you're ready for Clash of Champions, which is confusing because they keep saying it's hashtag WWE Clash, and then I'm like, oh, Clash is the new name. No. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so I'll also say, since I did that interview earlier, I am. All right. So that started at three. So Matt may have been involved in some day drinking. Uh, oh or, boy! So here we go. Yeah. So Matt, I'm doing some Matt's some eight forty five drinking. That's okay. That's a little fuzzy. Um, I I don't know if the uh, producers WWE been doing some uh, day drinking, but Matt, we uh, we just closed out SummerSlam. We barely uh, were able to recover from that, and Payback came right up on us. Um, Matt, I think the first question to to kind of pose is. Back-to-back Sundays with pay-per-views. Obviously, as somebody who runs a wrestling podcast, I'm sure you were excited to have even more opportunities to uh, dedicate your free time to wrestling. Uh, But, Matt, (laughs) how did you feel the timing of Payback? Did it work? I'm going to... I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to come back to this idea that like the W like, I understand the pickle that the WWE was involved in. Also, I have to point out uh, Venus blue on Twitter replied, Sonny and Sable doing the laundry is living the dream. Uh, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm living it. I'm living it right now. I mean, I uh, feel every time I go to do laundry, I'm going to be turned into Jerry, the King Lawler, you know, just, <laughs> Uh, I think but, it's pretty yeah. obvious we're living the dream when you see how beautiful these graphics are. It's it's we're rolling in dough. I think everybody's everybody knows that now. Not <clears throat> all right. A couple of uh, Ted DiBiase's over here, but uh, yeah. So back to back week, Summer like, Slam and Pape Bay. Yeah. To, to answer your question, I think it comes with like a like this level headedness of like where is this coming from? The WWE only has so much time at Amway, and they want to take advantage of it, and. I, I think that they gave us enough with the Roman Reigns stuff that I, man, I, I didn't know how much I missed Roman Reigns until I saw him like come to the ring, especially now that we have, you know, this new version of Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman, like, man, 
I I got jacked up, man. I I was excited all day, and I think you and I have said before. Too many occasions, probably, where it's like, I haven't been this excited for a pay-per-view since blah, blah, blah. This is another one of those occasions, and I don't know if I could put a pin in what blah, blah, blah was, but I, like, man, I, I, I think I went into that thinking the only thing I want is Braun Strowman to get pinned. Like, and that's, I think that was easy to ask for. I think we all knew it was coming. Because I, I don't mind Roman Reigns holding the title. There, there's that little weenie who's on Twitter that's always complaining. I refuse to say his tag. Uh, but people share his videos every day and then he has like 50,000 views. And everybody shares, it says, um, I can't believe this idiot, you know, gets any attention. And I'm like, well, that's why. Because you guys keep sharing his stupid video but he okay but here's what he here's what happened and without me saying his name or saying his channel or anything like that he's representing this fan that doesn't understand that there could still be an amazing story told between the fiend and roman reigns and i i think i think the only way it works is if the fiend has taken down a champion version of roman reigns i, I don't think it worked it, it works the same way with with the fiend holding the title and like uh him wanting to just defend it against Roman because that's not I think we know that's like not what the fiend's about it's almost like as confusing as it was when Aleister Black uh was the NXT champion and you kept saying to yourself he does not give two shits about being the champion what the hell is he so a champion like he was he, the only thing that mattered to him was becoming champion it was like that's nothing to do with his character um same thing for the fiend the Fiend is, is about, like, teaching lessons and changing people. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't want him to change. I don't I don't want Roman to, like, go back face or anything because I want to see where this goes. But I, I think, ultimately, all I want to say is, there, to go back to the question you asked, like, ten minutes ago, that, that was all I needed. Like, they gave me enough for back-to-back for -back weeks of pay-per-views. Um, mm -hmm. just knowing that Roman Reigns was, was going to be there. And, and I think I've said enough on this podcast that, you know, I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. Yeah. And Amy agrees. She says that guy on Twitter is a tool and his mom still cuts <laughs> his toenails. Um, oh, Amy, that, I wish I could get that kind of help. Somebody cut my toenails. Amy, that was a slam dunk. That was, <laughs> goddamn, that's fucking great. Um, is that service uh, available? That's pretty cool. I think you got to. I don't think my opportunity is going to come till I'm like in a senior home, you know, and you're just kind of vegging out, and some poor nurse has to come and clip your, you know, eight inch long yellow toenails. But um, <laughs> I thought uh, I thought payback was a success because, um, like, the psychology of it is all right. We just had SummerSlam. Now it's it's payback for all the people who were wronged at SummerSlam. And it makes sense that it should be, like, right around the corner. You know, not like, I'm going to pay you back 30 days, maybe. Maybe, like, 35. Depends on kind of the end of the month, SummerSlam, sometimes in the middle of August. So I might see it at the end of September. And by then, I'm going to get my revenge. And it's just kind of like, well, I mean, if you're really upset, you probably would have done something a little bit earlier. But this year, the writers were like, hey, the word is payback. I mean, we could have done it Monday Night Raw. We could have changed it to Super Monday. But you know what? I know we got to do these on Sunday. Let's do it Sunday. 
Um, I just thought up and down the card, we were really treated to some stuff that I don't, I don't know if we really deserved for a middling pay-per-view. I don't even know if we were uh, focusing our attention enough to appreciate uh, that Riot Squad Iconics match. Uh, my, our buddy Bob of uh, the Hurt Business uh, defeating Apollo. Uh, and then we had a who's who of young guys fighting uh, the status quo guys. Uh, Big E defeating Sheamus. Keith Lee defeating Orton. Uh, Matt Riddle defeating King Corbin. Um, it was like the most AEW card you've ever seen in your life with like mainstay <laughs> WWE guys uh, taking some three-second tans to the up-and-comers. The guys, you know, Biggie's not brand new, but a singles push for him is, I would arguably say, brand new. Um, the, only, the only kind of poo-poo match was that, and I, I kind of take the blame for this um, as a wrestling fan, <laughs> It's kind of like WWE overbooked the shit out of that Roman Reigns, uh, Bray, uh, Braun angle to make sure that, all right, they're going to piss and moan when Roman wins. So let's really, really try and make it look like everybody's even. Everybody's leaving on top. Uh, so not only was it an extreme rules match, it was a triple threat match. Roman didn't show up. They did the spot where the ring broke. Uh, Roman came in and smashed everybody with chairs, tried to pin, still couldn't win, then had to throw in his finishers, then didn't pin the champion, uh, then he pinned Braun Strowman, um, and then he added Paul Heyman to all this, and it's just, I think they really tried to be like, all right, it wasn't just one thing, you can't get mad at us, but then we were like, that's too many things, we're still mad at you, so WWE was just in a lose-lose situation but ultimately did payback succeed i can't wait for more smackdown and the build of roman reigns and paul Heyman cutting promos against the fiend uh you know we have some political debates around the corner in november but i am really excited to see paul Heyman and bray wyatt go toe-to-toe on the microphone so that's that's what payback accomplished so i think it was a success Hey, so it's Quentin Tarantino. I, yeah. Hey, no. Right oh, and I'm so sorry. I, I would be remiss. I want you to talk. But uh, I was also, my favorite match of the night, I forgot to mention, Shane and I had defeated Bailey and Sasha, which as a booker, it was literally four heels fighting each other. Uh, but Bailey and Sasha weighing a combined 180 pounds against 400 plus pounds of evil on the other side of the ring. Uh, just by proxy of looking like the David to yeah. Shayna and Nia's Goliath. A-plus booking. That was one of my favorite matches. I want more of that feud. Probably not going to happen. Bailey and Sasha breaking up, probably. Whew, I'm, I'm pumped for Shayna and Nia to kind of run the gamut. I love it. I, I That that uh, tag team is giving me Kane and Daniel Bryan vibes. I, I think they're starting... Like, it, it's one of those immediately turning from heel to enjoyable to watch, especially if you've seen some of the stuff Shayna's been doing on, like, the Facebook Live videos. Uh, with her uh, her fish sauce with uh, R-Truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. And she's asking them to uh, to take it down because they're not allowed to show Shayna smiling, which, <laughs> honestly, Shayna, I, uh, I did my best to try and get some superstars on the show. I knew you had a soul. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Well, Her avocado we also, mayo and hot sauce. Yeah. We also saw like her it. live when she, who was she hugging? Was that uh, like her old trainer or something? When we saw her at NXT. Yeah, it was live. like an old trainer or UFC buddy. And 
That was one of my favorite moments in wrestling, a personal wrestling history. When I said, Shane is a mean girl. And her friend turned around. She's like, she is. So that was a good <laughs> moment for me. I think about it a lot. Hey, a real quick question. If anybody's uh, listening, just let me know if the audio's okay. I, uh, I'm trying to play with it here as we keep getting used to uh, going live. But um, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about Brock Lesnar being a free agent. Is he going... We all know what the question is. Is he going to AEW? It's not, is he going to New Japan or any of that? Um, is he going to Impact? <laughs> Does he want a piece of Eric Young? Huh? Could you, uh, uh, right. uh. Do, do you think Impact has the funds? Actually, let's put this out to the Brothers of Discussion Faithful, too. Does anybody think that Impact <laughs> has the funds to pay Brock Lesnar to do one match? Because I'm going to say um. no. Uh, and i don't think he's going to aew either Uh, i don't know i'll jump in here first and then i want to get your thoughts but um i mean this is just if it's anything it's like negotiating tactics it's it's brock trying to put the that fear in vince of oh my god i might go to aew and you know i what do you think I, I don't know how many more times you have to hear wrestlers going, I turned down the money to be creative. I don't think Brock is turning down the money to be more creative. I think he's asking for more money to be less creative uh, because he just wants to be in one to two 10-minute matches a year. And uh, I don't think he wants to promote them. I don't think he wants to be outside of his farm. I don't think he wants to be outside of milking his cows. So, no, I don't think there's any credence to him leaving uh, the mightiest cow of all, the WWE cash cow. Uh, he is latched onto those big money flopping udders for the rest <laughs> of his wrestling days. Brock Lesnar is not going to AEW. He's literally probably just thumbs up. And, um, I think the the one thing that kind of tells us that it's going to be a while before we see any Brock, and that's okay. I mean, it'll be exciting when he comes back. You know, less is more right now. Um, is Heyman. Um, his alignment with Roman Reigns is kind of like the final, all right, maybe this isn't just, uh, you know, some clickbait wrestling article. Brock is going to step away for a little bit. And you have an incredible asset on with Heyman. Uh, it's like having LeBron James just on the bench and his warmups kind of looking her over. And, uh, I mean, I guess I'll check in and, you know, rips the pants off and he gets to go play next to Roman Reigns. So it's pretty nice to have him off the bench, uh, yeah. for a guy you're going to, you know, strap a, a, a Keith Lee sized rocket, uh, to the moon with Roman. So, oh shit. Yeah. Uh, just, just a good move. Uh, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, those two stories, Heyman and Roman and, Brock, um, you know, with the long piece of grass coming out of his mouth and uh, some overalls and a pitchfork. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's Brock for the foreseeable future, man. That's what I see. Um, so you made me check the notes because you said Keith Lee, and I thought he was on our notes. Am, am I wrong? Was that was that old news? I don't know. I, let's. I brought it up. Uh, Keith Lee not getting buried, right? I could I see I didn't put it on the notes because I thought anyways. Nah. Uh, what, 
Right, like not being buried. Right, we're on the same page there. So we're still wrapping up uh, Payback, and you mentioned Keith Lee, but you know, even after a Monday Night Raw, I think he's still getting the attention he deserves. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess the people he's involved with, kind of, if you think he's buried, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, he's in there with Randy Orton. They're not, you know, trotting out Bo Dallas for him to pad the win loss record with. You right. Know? Uh, I, I don't think that he's being buried. I do think that he is not quite the jewel of Vince's eye. Um, I think that is pretty obvious when he came out in a, uh, I, I think you properly um, diagnosed the uh, uh, entrance attire as uh, an anime reference. But to me, uh, it looked like, don't he was one it. of those little dancing hula girls that you have oh. in the front, like dash of your car. I, I wasn't quite sure what the reference oh. was with the anime. That was Keith's decision. That His was Keith's decision. Is the spirit bomb. That was also a reference oh. to Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Don't put that on Vince. That was a cool choice by Keith Lee. Broly's yeah, character. and I guess we can't even blame Vince for the music either. I guess that's some CFO dollar sign related stuff, but... I, you know, we've talked about it in the past that um, like Triple H gets Motorhead and Keith Lee yeah. just gets like a generic, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it if I try, if I wanted to, uh, I, you know. Well, it's, uh, I mean, there's not too much to dissect there. I just got all scrambled because I thought it was in our notes and now I'm seeing it's not. No, but uh, Mike, you want to talk AEW considering a second show? I yeah, we... that we would talk that maybe the two shows should be on separate days. Well, I mean, we just talked about Brock, uh, less is more. So AEW's like, how about more is more? Uh, they want to add another show. Um, stupid me, I've uh, been I've been watching Dynamite, and uh, for some reason I kept putting off, check out AEWHeels.com. And I thought, well, I do kind of want to see this, uh, you know, women's tag team tournament. Let me turn it on, and... It was just a way for you to uh, join the community and buy some swag. Uh, those sons of bitches. Um, so it's not really like a second all women's show. I thought, you know, it would be like Allison Brie and on Glow, you know, kind of that kind of wrestling. And that's uh, not what we're getting. Um, so AEW considering a second show. Swerve. If, 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 they're, uh, if they're going to... Uh, do a little market research and ask some of the wrestling podcasts, hey, what do you guys think of uh, even more wrestling content? I would definitely say, please no. Um, I think part of AEW's charm is that it's once a week. Um, I think that uh, the way that they kind of tongue-in-cheek will follow the blueprint of uh, WCW Nitro being on TNT. Yeah. I don't think that people were necessarily clamoring for like, oh, we need another thunder. <laughs> um, I don't think we need AEW lightning on Friday nights. I, I don't think we need that at all. Um, I think they're in a good spot where I know that as they're being TNT, they have a huge priority to sell basketball on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, Wednesdays, there is no basketball usually. Um, so I, I think they're in a good spot to just, you know, kind of hang tight, just do the one, two hour program and do the slow builds up to these, uh, 
kind of quarterly pay-per-views. I, I think that I think it's a good way to go, but the tea leaves say that it's gonna be a go, Matt. And the second show is coming. Matt, we have a lot of wrestling that we cover every week. I have um, a what would you right, say is it. the best day to really try and pimp out another AEW show? See, here's what happened. Well, real quick, let's call that. Let me do so we can do our sweet transition. That's a hot tag. Oh, you know what? I put a bell on that. Um, okay, we're done. <laughs> All right, Mike, make sure you say hot tag so I can do that sweet-ass graphic. Um, hot tag! Here's the thing. <laughs> All right, I'm going to... That's going to be the audio. <laughs> hot tag! Um, hot tag! Mike, here, here's the thing about your questions, and they make me so goddamn angry. Because oh. you, ask, you ask the questions where the best answer is for me to go, no day. And don't do it. I have only thought about the fact that AEW shouldn't do more shows. And you ask me which day is best. All right. So Matt's going to base this off of his schedule. Monday is reserved, obviously. Friday, I mean, you don't... Monday and Friday, you just don't want to compete, right? Um, what I... And it's so funny because I was going to talk about like dynamite just moving to Thursdays or something. And here we are. Um, Thursday's probably the best day at this point. Uh, Cause you don't want to compete directly with raw or SmackDown. Uh, you're not going to compete with yourself on Wednesday, unless you want to do a super late show. Do two shows back to back. And the second one will just be like F words and all that fun stuff. Put yourself on Adult Swim for like 15 minutes. I think that would be fun. Um, you know what? That's a great idea, I think. I think if they did some hardcore wrestling on Adult Swim for 15 minutes, like just put together a quick show or like a really bloody match, that would be genius. Anyway, All right. Saturday's I'll, uh, not going because that's their paper. Saddle up. Sunday, yeah. they don't like doing wrestling because it's the Lord's Day. So that leaves Thursday. And Tuesday, you don't want to go up against Impact. Are you nuts? Oh. <laughs> um. <No. laughs> so, I mean, it, we're, we're trailing off here because we need, we need a more fun topic to talk about. Mike, AJ Styles and The Rock made an announcement that they're po they at some point tested positive for COVID nineteen. I'm kidding; it's not a positive. Um, it was a positive. Wow. Uh, it was a positive segment because they tested positive for COVID nineteen. Now, uh, The Rock says he's at a point where he's not contagious, so he didn't say I have COVID nineteen right now. I think he said. Does that he, he does he positive. mean like timeline wise or genetically? Like The Rock doesn't yeah, get like, sick. The Rock is so strong, like his cells can actually break down COVID. Even his white blood cells are swole, you know? <laughs> he actually shits COVID uh, while he had it. Uh, wow. And AJ said at some point he also tested positive. Uh, I think the only thing I want to say about this is that it is important for everybody to come out and say that they have tested positive to kind of bring awareness that this is a real thing. 
Um, I, I think there's too many people that are starting to... I, I just went through Lowe's uh, to buy some paint, and nobody at Lowe's knows how to wear a mask. So, if, folks, can we hit the reset button on caring about this? Because uh, it's I, only I mean... going to get worse when we start to ignore it. I mean, uh, you were at Lowe's. I, you know, I would have been at an indie coffee house if you wanted to feel a little bit better about people wearing masks. Um, no, uh, I, I think uh, everything The Rock does is very um, pointed. I think it's uh, produced in a good way because I think he knows how many people pay attention and hang on to every single word he says. Yeah. So even The Rock coming out and saying, you know, I have COVID, my family has COVID, um, I think he's even trying to kind of, you know, spread that awareness, which it, it sounds like you're kind of alluding to where uh, even The Rock can catch this. So it's not a joke. You should definitely do something to keep yourself safe and healthy. Right. Um, the people's champ has it. So I think this is literally somehow even The Rock found a way to get some uh, positive PR out of getting COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say The Rock is setting himself up for the Brahma Bowl 2024. I can't... Every tweet and Instagram post he has seems like he's trying to be diplomatic about things, but also, like, tearing down, like, the current administration yeah. with every word he throws. I'm voting for The Rock. I just want everyone I mean, to know. I don't know what party he's going to represent, but I have to vote for The Rock. I have to. Like, um, it, it does two things for me. One, it helps uh, make the Mike Judge movie Idiocracy come to life when yes! a pro wrestler becomes yes! president. Um, but also, in another way, uh, famed astrophysicist and uh, pop culture aficionado uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has also said, why do we only make lifetime politicians president and not like the people who are the best in the field, whether they're like the best mathematicians. Should be uh, a scientist. Physicists. That's what, uh, yes. like uh, you know, maybe an excellent philosopher or something like that. And I, I, I think a pretty strong argument for the rock being a benefit to, uh, the local community around his house, uh, to charities around the world um to just positive energy to people who check out what he's doing on a day-to-day -day basis in terms of like mental and physical health uh, i think there's worse candidates i mean i you know i don't really know what the rock feels about uh you know um how he's gonna help me in certain tax brackets but uh you know as far as leadership goes if somebody, if you wanted to find somebody who uh, knew how to comb through and find a good, um, an excellent team to kind of flank him and give him sound advice, he's got a pretty pristine, um, uh, like, public image. And that's not an accident. That's not, like, a thing that he does on his own. He has a really good team of people. So if you had that kind of team, like, also helping, you know, in a spot of real leadership where change could be made. I don't think it's that off. It's not the worst case scenario. I got to say. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we went into this COVID segment kind of cringing, but 
By God, The Rock made COVID positive. God bless The Rock. All right. So do we want to take apart uh, NXT Super Tuesday? Yeah, we can't. We can't really do uh, Wednesday Night Wars. This is another week where they kind of uh, the shows didn't quite match up. And uh, I know the last thing we want to do before we head out into the sunset, Stone Cold style, is a little AEW All Out Primer. Um, but Matt, we're not able to do the Wednesday Night Wars this week. But I don't want to steal all the thunder because I still want you to weigh in. Don't you? Th- think that this was a better viewing experience to not have to hot tag hot tag yourself uh going back and forth between usa and tnt on wednesday night that it right, worked doing, to have them on the different hot nights tag graphic again just for funsies uh, i mean yeah i think that these two competing they're taking away from their own viewership uh i uh, I don't understand, like right now, I don't understand the point. of. I, they both prove that they can break a million if they're just on separate days. And I don't like, why isn't that the ultimate goal? Like it almost, you look back and go, wow, that, that was super stupid uh, of NXT to just go up against AEW. Like they, they've taken away 400,000 viewers every time they did it. And they just proved, they just proved going on Tuesday not having to go up against AEW and lose again that more people are going to watch it. Oh, except for all those people watching Impact. <laughs> Sorry, I just enjoyed I taking know. shots. I said to worm it in there. Um, no, it's, it's it's so much easier. I, I love not having to think about AEW like while it's going on. And, and of course, there's people that uh, are, are watching right now and they're saying to us like, oh, what about AEW Dark? But I, I mean, come on. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I, it's fine. It's fine. If you like it, it's fine. But, I mean, give me Gargano, Champa, uh, Finn, and Cole for an hour, you know, uh, over a YouTube show any day of the week. As we uh, out, follow along on YouTube, if you can. No, I. <laughs> uh, if, if you're free, watch us on YouTube. Um, but I mean, it's it's easy peasy for me. It's an easy decision, and it felt so good. And it it should going forward, it should be the choice of both of these these companies. I don't know if it's a game of chicken. I don't know if WWE's never gonna do it because they're gonna look at it as a loss. But why don't they just do it as like a like a good business decision for these shareholders that they're always concerned about? Like, you know, come on, stop being stupid. Stop. Stop fighting each other. Make it easier for me. Uh, but, Mike, I'm sure... I, I, there's no way you disagree with that, right? I, I'm stealing the easy answer here. Are you thinking, no! The war can't end! <laughs> Further um, into the night? <laughs> um, uh, selfishly... I I, Independence Day <laughs> quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll not go quite long. Oh, that's right. That's- Ah, I even got it wrong. God, I'm like dead. Well, uh, what's funny is when he does that, uh, I always think of uh, that he's quoting John Cena, uh, but it's actually a, a poem by Dylan Thomas. <laughs> but it's John Cena who did it for like WWE 2K something something. Yeah. Um, selfishly, I love having the wrestling on different days. I hate having to go back and forth. I hate feeling like, 
ugh, now I got to watch the whole thing in its entirety some other time. And I got it like, a, oh, this was a good match. I can't believe I missed this segment. <laughs> but now it's easier to do it the other way. It's, um, it's going to be short-lived. Uh, there's one more Super Tuesday, I guess, coming up. And uh, be careful when you look that up because that will take you to some uh, political debate links uh, that... <laughs> That's what Super Tuesday originally was. Uh, there's, you know, uh, uh, party uh, uh, party exclusive debating on those days. And then there's going to be uh, uh, cross-party debating here coming into November. But, um, no, I just, I hate having to feel like I have to prioritize. And the only people who could win are the major uh wrestling promotions and the losers are people like maybe i want to watch casey kenanzaro uh in a match for once uh maybe i want to watch thunder rosa for once um you know maybe i want to watch my bronson reed segment but you know at the same time you know jericho is cutting a promo about the mimosa mayhem edge and comedically i don't know wrestling if you know he's he's an old man he can't quite do it anymore but on the mic he's still excellent for me so it's just kind of like the only possible winner is one of the producers one of the uh wrestling companies and the losers are the talent because you might miss their segment because you tuned into some other thing so you know, I, luckily I didn't have to. I didn't have to miss Britt Baker uh, smearing pizza on Big Swole, which is something uh, really made me giggle like a little schoolgirl. Um, I thought that was a really funny bit, um, and I think we're going to talk about Britt a little bit more in a minute. But yeah, it's just it benefits the talent to not be a selfish, uh, egotistical, you know, dick in a pissing contest. You know, putting your shows simultaneously as your competition. So you're only, you're, you're, you're really only hurting the talent and you're only hurting your own viewership because I have to go back and forth to figure this out. Well, let's talk about super Tuesday and then we'll jump into all out. Cause I'm really excited to talk about. Uh, yeah. Big let's try to sprint through Baker. these a little so, bit. Yeah. Uh, Mike ends in a tie. I actually tweeted like 20 minutes before the match ended. I wanted, and this super Tuesday, this is the uh, Iron Man match 60 minute. We're talking about, um, I said, I hope that this ends in a, uh, a, a two-way tie because I wanted to know that they had a rule set up. Like, I didn't want a four-way tie. I wanted them to have actually taken the time to, like, put rules together. Now, they did kind of go around that, and they kind of just made it into, like, William Regal, you know, on the fly was like, we're going to do a match next week. Um, so... On one side, I got what I wanted. On the other, it still didn't really pan out like I wanted. Like, I wanted it to be like, you know, uh, <laughs> you have Bad News Barrett pull out the rules and go, well, if, it, if it's a two-way tie and there's no time left on the show, then they go to the <laughs> next week. Like, that would have been yeah. that would have been cool if they had, like, a whole rule book for this match. But it really was. Like, that was a five-star match to me. That was everything I wanted. Those are the four best guys to uh, to ever fight in NXT or four four of the best not the best I'm not saying they're the top four but they're they're in that that category of the best ever fight in NXT and it really like it paid off like it it didn't you know there's always that space that things could be better but I think ultimately we got everything we could have wanted out of that match 
And then to know that it's just going to continue, um, and we've, we're going to turn this into a bit of a story with Adam Cole and Finn Balor, and I also tweeted, hey, this is a continuation that we've been arguing that the, you know, the Tommaso Ciampa Johnny Gargano thing is the same for Adam Cole with William Regal. And I think this was, I, I said, this is another nice page in what I hope turns into the next chapter of the novel that is Adam Cole versus William Regal. Like, when you go back and look at Adam Cole's entire career with NXT, it's always been wrapped into some decision by William Regal where it looks like he's holding Adam Cole back. And, man, would it be great of, like, William Regal to get, like, that one more match, and it's, you know, like, one of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time up against a guy that's going to make him look like a million bucks um and you know adam cole helping william regal look like he's young again yeah oh god i want it so bad but <laughs> for the time being we're getting finn balor and adam cole real quick finn balor's winning next week that's who i picked to win this this uh four way so mike is there any way adam walks away as nxt champion same thing to the brothers of discussion faithful if anybody's out there watching uh, let us know. No. Uh, <laughs> there's no way Adam Cole's winning. This is about Balor. Um, I just... Uh, WWE is just... It's almost like they're done with faces and heels. They're just done. Um, whether or not we're looking at that uh, the women's tag team title match uh, from Payback, uh, you know, where we had Sh- uh, Shayna and Nia versus Sasha Bailey. Four of the biggest female heels the company's ever had, and there's just a rooting interest because of once one one team is visually an underdog. Um, so it was interesting about this match, uh, the way that the it was produced, the way they um, kind of had the camp commentary running. The only baby face was uh, uh, the sick fuck himself, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, as the crowd is uh, quick to remind us. Uh, Balor fights dirty all the time. Cole always has his cronies, undisputed era behind him. Uh, Gargano cheats, not on his wife. Very important distinction. He cheats with his wife. Um, and then Champa, he was the baby face because he broke his spine once. Uh, that was it. He's always been a dick. And <laughs> I've cursed more talking about Champa than I have the rest of this episode. Um, so it's just kind of interesting that all we did was use Champa's real life injury to paint him as the, uh, underdog. He's the last guy to get a pin. He's, uh, one of the last guys to nearly get, you know, into that, uh, three-way tie. Um, so he's kind of the, he's kind of on the outside as, as the, as the, as the baby. Um, and they, they didn't even really book it like that. So it's just kind of interesting that that's how much wrestling's evolved for NXT, um but yeah of these four guys i i honestly don't need to see any of them as champ uh, as champ um including champa outside of Miller, who i think this is if you're if you're really going all in or all out uh hitting the reset button on this guy and making him relevant again i, I think you need to give him not not a 24 7 championship not an intercontinental not a u.s um uh, he's got to get something big um he's got to get something that you know uh has some uh, prestige i know uh, matt likes 
that word prestigious um may have uh, a little blog uh for some of you wrestling fans um top top 10 most prestigious i say prestigious uh, pro wrestling pres- titles. Pres- prestigious. Prestigious. I, I thought it was kind of fun how um, instead of telling me their top ten, people said, no, some, what's it called can't be prestigious. And I was like, no, I didn't, anything can have prestige. There's different, like, it's just a measurement in your mind of, like, quality and experience. It's not, it's like it just means that something has less prestige than the other. Um, now I will yeah, like, say I got uh, a- Christian Bale having a secret twin brother his whole life. You know that's a prestige, I think. Anyway, I like that movie. Okay, yeah, I was no, trying to find great. a way to worm We've it talked in. Talked about it before. Uh, I, I, that is a movie that I could go back to at any time and at any moment. Yeah. I can start from the middle and go all the way to the end. So good. All right. Um, so I just tweeted out, we're going to be talking, uh, all out predictions. Um, so let's, let's do it. Mike, let's oh. start with yeah. the buy-in. Yay. Uh, all right. We're doing this because of, uh, what they've done to Britt Baker and Big Swole. Um, yes. the women's division has zero storylines outside of Britt Baker being, uh, the role model on her rollaway chair uh and her uh constant bullying of big swole um i wanted to see the payoff of this match really badly all the other women all they do is vie for the title that's all they do i don't know who any of them are no story no personality uh even uh hikaru shida i don't know anything about her luckily i follow her on instagram so i know she likes animals a little bit uh i know that uh nyla rose uh, you know, LGBTQ. What else do I know about her? Uh, nothing. They don't give those women anything to chew on. Nothing. Except for Britt Baker and Big Swole. And how did they reward those two women? Pre-show! And, and they're putting production value into it, and they're still giving it away. I, I, this is a match that I would only tune in. To, like, I would tune in just to make sure I saw it. Now, I, I do need to make sure... That I point out, Big Swole said on... uh, Actually, no, she said on an interview with another... um, A wrestling media person. You know how that that goes. They're not anybody... uh, We're all wrestling media people. Nobody's (laughs) really like, oh, I work for ESPN. Anyway, uh, so she tweeted out... How about a microphone at Guitar Center? All right, I'm the media. Go ahead. Uh, So Big... Big Swell said to this individual, I get that you all wanted me on the pay-per-view, but please tune into this. So it is our responsibility to make sure we tune in to only uh, that match uh, for the buy-in. And And then don't don't watch anything else. No. Um, (laughs) But here's the thing. Uh, The person that did that interview... They actually came around and and made the assertion that we should just go along with Big Swole and be happy that you know a year ago she wasn't on the show and now she is. I I'm I'm not putting that accomplishment any like yes I would love to be on buy in and Big Swole's accomplishment to get there is humongous. 
But it, it's our responsibility as the fans, as the pro wrestling media, to unfortunately, like Big Swell still has to be political here. She's not going to come out and and she's like she did a fantastic job saying this is great. This is a huge accomplishment for me. Absolutely, hundred percent is. But. As fans of Big Swole, as fans of pro wrestling, as people that recognize that there was more effort put into this, and they're saying, well, the effort doesn't matter, we're still going to put you on the buy-in. It's our responsibility to make sure that we say, this should be on the pay-per-view. We are not the bad guys here. Big Swole's not the bad guy. Big Swole's doing everything she can. Like, she did the great job of telling the story. We know she's going to do a great job in the cinematic match, that is the tooth and nail match. And we, you know, we have to watch it. But this is this is AEW doing the consi- like the bad, the wrong choice, the wrong choice for pro wrestling, the wrong choice for women's wrestling. It's them doing that again, and again. Like I can't say enough that us wanting her to be on the main show is not taking away from this major accomplishment of Big Swole to get there. I. I totally agree. I think it's definitely Big Swole's job to be a professional and to be diplomatic. It's our job to piss and moan and bitch about it because yes. we, we can on her behalf. There's no risk on our on our on our side. Absolutely. Um, I'm looking at the card and there's I, I don't know if we if I really need Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara um, instead of Big Swole versus Britt Baker. I mean, I get that the Young Bucks like built the whole company, you know. Um, Jurassic Express is pretty over. I get it. I, I just Sammy Guevara. We we know why he's kind of been on the peripheral for a while, and it's you know because of some extracurricular nonsense that he's been doing. Um, so it definitely feels like that could have been a a, a pre-show punishment for him. <laughs> um, but instead, he gets a broken rules match. Yeah. Dark Order versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. I I don't. I just if if it's I'm a priority to get I'm gonna go potty. If it's all right, if it's a priority to get the the women over, um, I I don't think that what That's it. they've set up is is going to accomplish getting that whole division, um, making it feel prominent, making it feel prestigious to borrow. Uh, Matt's word there. I made um, it up. Yeah, Matt's word. I, what Prestigious? I don't, I don't <laughs> know what he's saying. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, we could move into the rest of the card. I, I, I mean, the the buy-in is... <sighs> I guess what they've accomplished is made it feel like you should watch it because we're actually putting, you know, one of the few matches that's not just about championship gold or moving up in these... Um, very insidious, esoteric AEW rankings that I don't quite understand how uh, one team could suddenly start climbing the rankings when I, I swear they've never won before. Um, but uh, we move on because we're still excited to watch this. We're, we're literally, we're just arguing on behalf of two women that we really want to see go to war against each other. Uh, we could do the Bucks and Jurassic Express. I, Matt, you know, it's, I, I, the one thing about this match, it's uh, it's one of those. Um, if yeah. you're not one of the big AEW fans, I would, I would, I don't know why they don't come out and say this is going to be a tornado tag, um, because the rules of tag team wrestling are going right out the window uh, for this one. 
It is kind of, I will say. I think everybody knows I'm more critical of AEW and its fan base than you are. But all these claims of, like, putting tag team wrestling on a pedestal, like, are we really doing tag team wrestling? Or are we just we just throwing four guys into the ring and they fly over the ropes a bunch? Because that <laughs> looks like a ladder match to me. Or that looks like any, you know, we just watched four guys in an Iron Man match where they don't have to worry about who their partner is. They can hit anybody. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, maybe... Maybe let's pull back a little bit because it I, and it's fun. Maybe it's just its own thing. Like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm making this argument and I'm making me look like a more of a WWE. Maybe yeah. I, I kind of see where you're coming from. Like uh, we've we've decided, you know, when guys slap each other in the chest, that is the most painful thing in the world, and you could lose uh, a cont- a physical contest. We've all decided uh, a suplex really really hurts. Um, and that punches, even if they don't leave bruises, even if they look like marshmallows, they hurt. We've all decided that's what wrestling is. Should we also decide that what the Young Bucks do is not tag team wrestling? <laughs> it's just, it's four guys just doing a bunch of crazy shit. You know, it's just its own entity. It's not a tag team match. And that's and okay. I just, wanna... is that distinction important to you, Matt? I, I know it's important I to FTR. I sound like Jim Cornette right now. Because I hate Jim Cornette. But, are, I mean, are we... I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. Here we go. Matt, you old fuddy daddy. <laughs> I can't even say Come it. on, fuddy. Are, what do you got mean, for us, fuddy daddy? Really watching, like, like, historically accurate tag team... Like, what? what is the big stink we're making about tag team wrestling being featured on AEW? But what they do is completely different from a young bucks perspective so it's not it's not the classic so do we want tag team wrestling or do we just want the young bucks to get their their comeuppance right do we just want them do they want the wwe to say man i wish one day we could have had the young bucks but we just couldn't do it like is that what I'm glad one of us has a level head, and then there's me, Jim Cornette. You know, uh, I don't I, get that shit. I, I'll pay to watch <laughs> wrestling. Now I, I, I sound like... I just, uh, I mean, I like Bray Wyatt, right? And I like his new, uh, he's going to fight you in a swamp. Uh, he's going to fight you um, in, a, in a peewee funhouse. He's going to fight you in your own imagination. Uh, so those are technically wrestling matches. Uh, the Young Bucks, I, I don't think they were ever tag team wrestlers. I think they're just a couple of buddies who like doing wrestling moves at the same time. I don't think there's two of them. I don't think that means it's necessarily a tag team match. There's no tagging involved. I think it's just a team match. There's two teams just trying to out team each other. There, there's no tags, no tags required. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think of that. Uh, Matt, I, I, Real yeah, quick, I'm, I'm picking. Uh, so far, I don't think we really made predictions, but I, I, I don't know. Ooh, I guess, uh, I guess Britt Baker, and I'm picking Ooh. Young Bucks. All right. Uh, Big Swole, Jurassic Express. Boom. <laughs> there like we go. Let's edit. split it. Right, Matt Hardy, Hardy, Sammy Guevara. Let's let's give this as little time as possible because <laughs> I don't want to keep seeing Matt Hardy wrestle. 
it's over. It's okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara has not quite earned my interest yet. Um, in a broken rules match, this is going to get way more TV time than it probably should. Uh, I think Matt Hardy's going to take a three-second tan for Sammy. Uh, I think he likes him a lot. I, that's about all I want to donate to this match. Um, yeah, I, I think it's funny that we've come up with all these rules, why it's okay for Sammy Guevara to just, you know, not have to be punished for what he said. Uh, but there's so many other humans that it's not okay when they say something bad. Um, that being said, I'm not tuning in to watch this. I'm going to watch it because I'm paying $60 for a fucking pay-per-view. <sighs> what kind of world are we living in? Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go, Matt Hardy, because he's old, and because uh, you said. Let's uh, let's move on to a match we're excited about. Um, I I do actually like. I do want to see the Dark Order versus. Oh my god. Not necessarily Matt Cardona and Scorpion Sky and the Natural Nightmares, but I do yeah. want to see the Dark Order just kind of, just kind of off the leash a little bit. Um, so I think the appeal of this match is that it's not just Brody Lee. It's not just Evil Uno. Uh, they're actually letting like the full plethora of these, you know, masked uh, apologies to Bray Wyatt. These masked fiends are are just going to be in a massive match, and it should be like that. It should be like Kingdom Hearts, where the Heartless are just literally just flooding you, and you just got to swing your Keyblade as hard as you can and try and take out as many as you can. Um, that's always the visual I had in mind for these guys. Um, I. I you know, maybe WWE is, is definitely stealing that with the, uh, what do they call the reprimanders or retribution? I don't yeah. remember what they're called. Uh, but it, it should feel like that. It should feel like, you know, if you don't have the right keyblade, you could get overwhelmed. So I, I'm pumped to see the Dark Order try and flex a little Dark Order muscle in this match. Um, I think they need a win. That's all I'm going to say. Dark Order. All right. 20 man, 21 man casino battle royale for the AEW championship opportunity. This is their way of saying, oh my God, it's so hard to write this story with having these rankings on a weekly basis. Um, all right. So I, I, I can confirm. Fast, I don't think I've seen a list of the 21 guys, but I'm pretty sure that Murderhawk is winning this. Um, so I'm going to go Murderhawk. Um, I think that's a pretty solid pick. The only other one I could think of would be... Uh, uh, oh, good Lord. Uh, I have his face. Uh... I keep wanting to call him Kip Sabian, <laughs> the, uh, the skateboarder guy. Uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, well, here goes our live show, and all of our 50 people are about to... Darby Allen. Good Thank Lord. You. I don't know how I could think of that. Uh, oh, it's uh, I Darby wanna... Allen out. Yeah, I always want a uh, uh, Arby's uh, melted cheddar every time I think of him. Well, all uh, their credibility's gone. Uh, you're taking Darby all, all out, and yeah, I'm Darby all out. Our Darby melt melted cheddar, cheddar melt all out. Yeah. The other one that could be because he's not really on the card, and I don't remember seeing any boo boos uh, come his way. Is Brian Cage? Um, mm, that's a good one. 
And then, uh, you know, we haven't heard from the bastard in a while. I don't know what he's up to. Um, he's just, I don't know. He's, he's Dr. Manhattan himself up onto the moon. I don't know there's what he's doing. There's probably still room too for like, uh, Kenny Omega to get involved. I think if he like just walks away from Adam page, which we're going to talk about that with the world tag team championship match. But, uh, I, I'm, st- I'm still sticking with the murder hawk because, um, yeah, yeah, murder hawk. Boom. It's not a bad, it's not a bad pick. Um, and uh, at Darby, I think he might be there because Brian Cage and the murder hawk are there. You know, he'll be there as the underdog. You know, the second to last person eliminated, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think you, I think you picked a really good style, yeah, solid choice there. Um, before we get into the gold, uh, we got Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy and this better goddamn uh, Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone uh, made the very important distinction and said. Um, we're going to have a Mimosa Mayhem match, which is from the mind of Jericho. <laughs> Much Just like so uh, the summer knows. blockbuster Tenet is from the mind of Christopher Nolan. Uh, from the mind behind uh, the Money in the Bank match comes Mimosa Mayhem. Uh, so Chris Jericho making sure he gets all the credit for orange <laughs> juice and a little bit of the bubbly. Um, I mean, like, what are... What are the chances that when he like proposed this, it was just him walking into a room? No, we're gonna call it Mimosa Mayhem. No, but Chris, what is it? It's, it's Mimosa Mayhem. You gotta go. Mimosa Mayhem, man. Come on, man. I don't know. I think one of them gets of Mimosa Champagne. I think one of them's getting dunked in a big tub, right? I think that's the gimmick. Oh. I actually didn't know till right now, but that that makes sense. So okay, and hot tag is Orange Cassidy going to be more or less over after a Mimosa Mayhem match? Oh, Jesus, because <laughs> he has to I, win. I I don't think you can afford to have Orange Cassidy drowning in in the bubbly. I just don't want it to be the thing where ten years from now he's like, "Why did I do that string of matches with Jericho?" Um, I just I honestly uh, don't see Cassidy losing. I, I think that Jericho wants that mimosa mayhem. I think he wants to be the one in his highlight reel, uh, swimming around in bubbly orange juice. I think he wants that moment where he's swimming around in it and he can say bubbly and try and sell a few more bottles of his bubbly champagne. I like from a marketing perspective, I think he just wants more opportunities to get like to. To screen capture some videos from AEW to put that all together. I I, I don't uh, super mean right now, but that I <laughs> I kind of no, feel know, like no. that's where this is going, and we're gonna see a bunch of bottles up on the stage. Well, I Jericho's think the best like the best case scenario is not Jericho gloating over Orange Cassidy drowning. Right. The best case scenario <laughs> is Cassidy winning, and Jericho. <laughs> Uh, this is it. Um, you said yes. Like my dude, like my dude from uh, Beer Fest when he was drowning in the beer, oh. so he tried to drink his way out. Oh, I, oh. you know what? For movies, one of the worst bookings ever. Because uh, I, what was this trash load? Dump oh, pile, uh, uh, garbage pile. Uh, from yeah, the 
The character from Beef Beer Fuzz. What the hell is his name? <sighs> Lanf- Landfill. Landfill. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A landfill drinking that beer, but him dying anyway. Worst booking in movie history. I. He was the best character in the movie. He had just come off those great scenes where he was playing with a puppet, and then drowns in beer. Like. His character was that he could drink any amount, so he should have lived. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Matt, we're going to move on to the gold here. We're almost out of here. We got AEW Women's World Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, Whoa. I feel like some of the airs. Months at a t- oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Thunder Rosa just showed up. Roughly 11 days of build. That's what you want. Look, um, she's deserving of a job but can we get some story right like there's if, if if they're trying to sell to us just this idea that oh it's gonna be so amazing when she wins because i'm picking thunder rosa to win this because she's already signed like let's not play this this game um like she's in she's good she's boom Right, like that's what they're doing. I, I just, I could go for some more story than just this shock that the person who doesn't have a contract is going to win the match. Otherwise, all right, let's say that doesn't happen. Then somebody who's just not under contract with the AEW is going to lose the women's championship match. Cool, fun. Here's my $60, Snower. <laughs> so um, basically, if Thunder Rosa does not win this, Fuck this match. Listen, I'm not I'm not asking for like a seven book epic where uh, uh, a boy with a lightning scar finally meets his equal in Voldemort. Uh, yeah. But can I can I get the 200 page catcher <laughs> in the rye? Can I get that? Um, right. You know, can I can I get, uh, you know, uh, Clifford sees a police car. You know, can I get that? That was eight pages. Um, so once again, with the X Men: The Last Stand. Or I'm sorry, damn it, I fucked it up. God damn it. X Two, X Men United, but we'll take X Men: The Last Stand. That was beautiful, man. Um, I yeah, saw. I, I, I just, just got my new Nightcrawler Funko Pop. So oh. I looked over and I saw it because my whole desk almost came down like it did a couple months ago. Uh, go to our YouTube channel, check it out. Uh, and then I thought, oh, there he is. Nightcrawler from X2. Um, I, I, uh, <laughs> Stun silence. I, no, I'm excited for you to have that because I know you've been, uh, you've been emailing and tweeting at the Funko people for quite a while. Um, Pops up on my time hub. Like, I have done it eight times. <laughs> I just, uh, one quick note for Thunder Rosa, um, especially days after watching uh, Andrade come out and the way WWE will, um, anybody non-white, you are your skin color or nationality. That's your character. Um, and it was such a nice, warm change of pace to see on AEW Thunder Rosa. Uh, she admittedly did have like that Day of the Dead face paint going. Um but she came out to this awesome death metal song, um, and it, it really kind of like you know had me sitting sitting up in my chair a little bit to see who this person was, and then she's kicking ass in the ring. So 
Um, case in point, you know, Hikaru kind of comes out to like a traditional, like Asian sounding ballad. Um, so it's kind of nice that Thunder gets to kind of be her own person there. It's, it's, it's a nice change of pace. So I would like to see her win. I would like to see her stick around. I would like to see her really inject some, some new energy into this women's division. And by God, please let her talk. I don't care. Just give her a few minutes. Let me learn who she is. I'm already intrigued. I want a little more. Give me a little, uh, you know, Clifford. Clifford goes to the ice cream stand. You know, it's like a six-page book. But give me give me that. That's all I want. I, I'll just say it wasn't an accident. that. Give that me a single-panel was... Ziggy. How about that? I, I was going to say, it's not an accident that, like, Statlander became everybody's favorite. And it's because she was the only person that they gave, like... She had a, she had a modicum of, of character development. Exactly. Yeah. So it was no accident. I just... Come on. Like, let's do it for one... Well, let's do it! Come on, Cody! Come on! All right, man. We're down to two matches. Kenny Omega! Kenny Omega! And Hangman! Can I oh, no, you go first, and then I'll do my booking, because mine's quite the fantasy oh. booking. Oh, boy. Um, against, uh, I always want to say fart, but it's FTR. Um, I don't, I don't okay. need to see singles guys uh, being the tag champs anymore. I think FTR alluded to that. I think they alluded to that being the end of this reign. Um, the only thing that, ah, like, I kind of, I know what's going to come. And I kind of want to fast forward through it because I want to see Omega versus John Moxley. Uh, but I think this is when we see, uh, you know, the chinks in the armor. We see the dissension in the group, and I think that we maybe see Omega versus Adam Page coming up. Okay, so yeah, I'm kind of in that same booking? realm. Um, but kind of stolen my thunder realm. Thanks. Well, here we go. <laughs> I. So everything that I've been seeing, uh, uh, like online, has been saying this is the start of like AEW's Four Horsemen. Mm. So we're talking Adam Page, FTR, and then um, oh shoot, and then we're throwing in the perfect ten. John Spears. Yeah, Sean Spears into that. And it's it's yeah. mostly because of Tully uh being around. So he's gonna put all these guys together. I so that that's what I've been seeing, and I don't hate it. I I I like I know I know we're talking about like another faction being built. So now we've got like 15 factions in AEW. But I I think this I think this would get a lot of good attention and is it more like callbacks just to get people to watch? Yes, but I, I kind of like the idea of like a new a new version of the Four Horsemen only because I already brought up the X-Men and it's what the X-Men do all the time is give us new iterations of the Four Horsemen. I think it's something that is defined biblically and defined through comic books. It's a good story. It's something to keep um, like through the generations, like bring up new ones. Like it, it's this definition of not necessarily like the four best guys of all time, but you, you have an idea of what this represents. And I, I think if they're allowed to do it, if they're able, I think they should, even if they're not allowed to be called the four horsemen, 
but I mean, you've got a guy doing cowboy shit. I mean, it just it just makes sense. Just do it. Sign me up. Um, yeah, I, I'm not against that. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Warriors. So if AEW is just going to be um, uh, a bunch of, you know, gang warfare, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I like the team aspect. Um, you know, I like the way they have the elite, the, the uh, Dark Order. You know, they're going to have this FTR group. Um uh, Jericho's guys, uh, you know, I, the the more the merrier. I, 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 I'm not against that idea at all. I, I could be on top of that. Um, you know, the American Nightmare group, all those guys. Um, I like, I kind of like it. Drawn, draw, you know, drawn line in the sand, and it's gonna be like, uh, um, you know, the climactic battle in Anchorman. You know, where the the public news team is coming out. You know, that's that's gonna be the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Um, you know, but. Uh, I I like it. I, I'm a fan. Um, it makes me want to see you know some sort of big Survivor Series style you know matches. So I I, I think there's a lot of positive in that booking. Um, the last match I I don't really know what there is to dissect. It's the AEW Championship match. Uh, it's Moxley and MJF. Um, it's a uh, a mainstay. It's a it's an established top tier superstar versus, you know, the young kid who's probably going to be, you know, you know, the face of the company in the, you know, next couple of years. Um, I just, I don't, uh, I got to say, I don't see MJF winning. Um, I think that they want Moxley to kind of continue running the gamut a little bit, uh, going through the gauntlet of the Omegas, uh, the hangmans, um, you know, maybe even the the murder hawks, um, the people like that. I I I would I this match I would I would be pretty stunned. And I, I love MJF. Uh, I would be pretty stunned to see MJF come out on top. Okay, I see. I thought it was like for sure MJF. So you're oh you're wow me out. I really thought oh, like wow. they've been. They, they really held back on MJF at the start, and I, I thought that they knew what they had. Like, this guy could really take over the company. So I, I just figured the first title opportunity he got, he was going to win. Like, no matter what the storyline was. The thing is, it's it's so weird. I feel like I, I get to see over and over on social media everything that MJF does. I see over and over everything that Adam Page does and the battles with Kenny Omega and FTR. I, especially Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Mike, I see zero things on social media that John Moxley does. I don't I don't know if that works for the company. I mean, from the perspective of like, let's put your champion in, in the spotlight. Let's have him represent the company. I don't see a lot after the show of people getting too excited about what Moxley does week after week. And everybody loves pretty much up and down the card. Whatever else anybody's doing. Especially when Jake the Snake's talking about, you know, busting a nut in the ring. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. All of that gets so much more coverage on social media than anything John Moxley does. And I honestly couldn't be more ready to say goodbye to this championship run. I I don't need it. I'm good. 
I think of anything, Mike, for John Moxley, I I think it's proved how badly I want MJF to hold the title. Um, I think like guys like Orange Cassidy, I think would have like now I'm just feel like I'm starving for somebody like that to hold the title. And it's also proved for me that even given all the creative freedom in the world, John's not doing it for me. Well, I... give me ketchup, ketchup and mustard bottles, man. This, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh... That was shit too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, but on, honestly, I'm at, I'm at that point. Like I, I can't keep watching this guy hold the title. Uh, I'm good. I'm done. I'm tapping. I just, uh, it just feels like MJF already has a title as uh, maybe the best talker in AEW. So I, if they're going to spread the wealth. Leaves nothing without the title? This just in from the Brothers. Woo! Breaking Mike news. Clink, at Michael no. underscore Clink says, John Moxley's nothing without the AEW title. That's not true. He's got Renee. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, nice. No, oh, I uh, I think Moxley uh, he could use the gold still. I, I think that he's still the face of this company because he's he's he transcends outside of AEW. You know the guy. I I don't think they're I don't think they're pulling the plug on his reign. Not yet. I I think it's uh I think it's gonna be somebody a little bit a little bit older. Um, I think it's gonna be you know Omega Hangman somebody like that. I don't think it's gonna be MJF. Not at this juncture. All right. Well, uh, the recap. Oh, you know what? I haven't really said out loud what my winners were. Um, oh, no, I did. Uh, Thunder Rosa, FTR, MJF. Uh, I'm going Murder Hawk in the 21-man Casino Battle Royale. Orange Cassidy over Chris Jericho. Uh, we both picked the Dark Order. And you... Oh, shoot, I did this wrong. Now I've got to go backwards. Uh, all right, I'll let you say who you're picking. Um, then I picked Matt Hardy, Jurassic Express, and Big Swole. Yeah, it's going to be Moxley. It's going to be uh, FTR. It's going to be uh, Thunder Rosa, because they don't know what they're doing in that division. She'll probably win and then leave the company. Uh, <laughs> Cassidy, uh, Jericho drinking a whole lot of bubbly. Um, Darby, Cheddar Melt, Allen is going to win uh, the Battle Royale. Uh, give me Dark Order, give me Sammy Guevara, give me the Bucks, and oh god, this is the hardest one to pick is Britt Baker versus Big Swole. Um, do it. I, I, I literally just did. I know uh, you already uh, picked Britt Baker. I did. I just, I just did a rant about why the best talker doesn't need to also have gold. This isn't for gold. This is just about bragging rights. I, I guess Britt Baker wins. They're going to further establish her as a, you know, a, a four or five dimensional character. So give me Baker. Well, we didn't get the amount of questions I was hoping for. So if you're listening on the podcast or watching us later on YouTube, we are going to try and go live on Thursdays, except... This upcoming Thursday, Matt's going on vacation, so Mike and I got to work that out. Uh, and I was told I'm not allowed to bring my laptop, so we're gonna figure Eddie, something out come for on. next week. But the following week, we are gonna be Thursdays at eight thirty. Is gonna be our normal time, unless we can hear from everybody else. If you guys are like fucking fuck Thursdays, go live. To, you can beat Impact Wrestling. Do it. 
go live on Tuesdays. Uh, just let us know, and uh, we'll we'll get it worked out. All right, everybody. Woo! Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, if you're not watching us uh, live, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, or I'm sorry, if you're not watching us live, find us live again Thursdays at eight thirty on YouTube and Facebook. Um, and then uh, you you can always catch up on um, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> and then it goes uh, it'll stick around on YouTube after that. So check out uh, Brothers of Discussion uh, on all of those different services. Anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find the Brothers of Discussion on Twitter at BOD Podcast on Instagram at Brothers underscore of underscore Discussion. And then the huge conversation. If you guys are hockey fans, check out uh, on uh, BOD Hockey and the now named Red Wings Rant Podcast. Uh, we have the super famous Odd Man Rush from the UK talking hockey with us, uh, talking about Red Wings prospects. So that was a super huge get. We're super excited about it. It was a fantastic conversation. It's supposed to go 20 minutes. We went an hour and a half. So uh, a lot of good, a lot of good shit going there if you're a hockey fan. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one.